again, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Road Trip After Hours. I'm your host, Mac Davis, along with my WWE, WWE, oh, man. Mac Davis, listen, no, no, we're going to ride with that. We're not going to do this over. We're going to keep right on going. We ain't going to start all over. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you understand what I've been trying to tell you about the magnificent <laughs> Mac Davis, all right? <laughs> so that's right. the blooper that we're going to go with. And, hey, he was trying to say, uh, you're with Teddy Long, WWE Hall of Famer, his co-host. Here I am. Holla, 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 players. <laughs> and and as I'm sitting here getting all to myself and laughing at what you're saying, I almost broke one of my grandbaby's favorite toys in my uh, studio here. Oh, hang on, hang on. You got to see this. Yeah. This is, uh, my grandbabies love this. You know, you can see the little hula girl and she'll dance around and stuff like that, but you have to get her in the light. Well, I see you love it more than them. I seen where you posted me with some kind of hula skirt <laughs> on doing some kind of dance. <laughs> so you love it more than your grandkids. Actually, you just reminded me of something that I got to play uh, between uh, breaks here. I'm, I'm going to have to play something brand new. I think you're the only one who has seen it so far. Nobody else has. And uh, you're pretty good at ballet, by the way. Uh, let's see here. Uh, thank you. <laughs> we have been talking about people you've worked with in your career, whether it was, you know, as a referee, a manager, general manager, whatever it may be. And uh, we've gone through quite a list of the names so far. We're only on page number five of six. This is how long this is taking because this has been weeks since we've been doing this. Uh, so this week, we're kind of into the attitude era of names. So, Teddy, I'm going to give you these names and just give me your thoughts, stories, whatever comes to mind on each of these guys. You ready? Okay. All right. The first one, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, great guy. I had a chance to work with him back in the attitude era. You know, some people may be familiar with him chasing me uh, with that RTV. And uh, <laughs> and I knew well, that. Teddy, uh, how did that come about, by the way? What, what was, I mean, what, how did they pitch that to you? Well, they just told me, uh, Vince told me, said, uh, Steve's going to chase you with the ATV. I'm like, okay, whatever you get. I don't care. But you got to <laughs> realize that that ATV can go faster than your legs. Well, I know. But what <laughs> I'm saying is I know this. Once we're live and we come out of that gorilla position, I got to run. If I don't run, he's going to run over me. And he ain't going to run over me as long as I'm running, as long as I'm selling. Okay. And that's what I learned to do. I learned how to sell. It, it, any stories working with Steve, uh, any particular skits or anything you may have been a part of? Well, you know, just working with him with doing that part. And then I think me and him had a couple of interviews on the Raw show. And uh, backstage, you know, me and him always laughed and talked. He always called me Blackbird. <laughs> Black, <laughs> so, but now, why would he call you Blackbird? I don't know, but that was his <laughs> nickname for me, okay? Because I'd see him and he'd turn around, Blackbird! <laughs> <laughs> so that was Steve's uh, nickname for me but me and him always talked and he uh, he was another one that came to me and told me uh, real confidential you know that Vince you know liked me and liked my work and don't mess this up so Steve was another one you know it helped me uh, with my career too so thank you Stone Cold by the way I do want to mention that uh, Bill Apter on uh, WrestleBinge on YouTube which is part of the Sports Kita Network uh, did an interview with Tony Atlas, and he told some great stories about Mr. Teddy Long. And it's a must-see interview. It has not dropped as of the time that we're doing this. He has not dropped it yet, but keep your eyes open for that because it really was a fantastic interview with Tony about Teddy and uh, the love that he has for Teddy. And and, and, it's, and it's 
well warranted too uh, after you hear the story. Uh, I just want to kind of throw that in there. Uh, but see, also here's the next name we have, Teddy, and this guy I've met before. Super nice guy. Uh, he's also the mayor in Knoxville, Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken, or Knox County or something like that. And that would be Kane. Uh, yeah, man. Another great friend of mine. <clears throat> uh, Kane was always a loner. Uh, you know, he never traveled with anybody but himself. If he, he, a lot of times he wouldn't fly, he would drive. So he would always drive by himself. So I want people to know that I, I get, I don't know what I was or not, but I think I'm the only first guy that, uh, ever had a chance to ride with Glenn. I, he wrote, I rode with him. Uh, he was another guy that knew that, uh, you know, my feelings about the gym and stuff. And so I never forget we were overseas. Uh, one time and we had to catch the, we had to catch like a eight o'clock flight, nine o'clock flight that morning. But we found the gym. We was in Italy or Spain somewhere, but we did find the gym that stayed open 24 hours. So uh, I didn't even think about it. So that morning I did get a call from Glenn. He says, uh, you ready to go to the gym? And he says, me and him knew about that gym that stayed open. I said, yeah, let's go. So me and him were the only two guys in that gym. I think we were in there about five o'clock that morning. And so we worked out and got our workout in. So that way, when we got ready to get our flight, uh, we knew we were going to be busy all day. So we weren't going to get a chance to do it. So we got it in that morning and, uh, Glenn was always a guy that looked out for me too. A great guy, love him to death. Oh, let me ask you: You mentioned that he didn't, you know, have a lot of people ride with him. He was kind of a loner. Um, when you did get in the car with him, did he talk a lot? Did he talk about the business, or did he just talk about family? What did he talk about? Well, we just had on just a usual conversation. We didn't talk too much about the business or family. We just talked about you know each other. Uh, yeah. I kind of gave him a little bit of my background, you know, when I was in radio and stuff, you know, and stuff that he didn't know about me. So uh, basically, that's that's <laughs> that's all it was. The next name on this list <laughs> is Mankind or McFoley, even for you, Cactus Jack, probably. How far back do you go back with uh with him? Uh, Cactus Jack, uh, all the way with that. Um <laughs> I had a chance to ride with Mick a little while. Mick, uh, you know, he was always a cheap guy. Uh, well, you two are a pair, if that's the case, then, because you're cheap I, as hell. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, Nick is cheaper than me. Really? Okay? Nick would, uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick would go to the hotel, would get a ride to the hotel, and he would stay in this hotel lobby all night and sit there. He wouldn't rent a room. He'd sit there and wait till that, that next morning until the, his flight got ready to go, and he'd jump on the shuttle, and like everybody else, like he stayed there and go get a ride right to the airport. <laughs> uh, another story about him. One night, I think it was me, him, and Ron Simmons were together, and so he was going to get a ride with us some kind of way. I don't know whether we had to leave early or what happened, but anyway, he, had, he was stuck there, and so the only ride that he could get, he wouldn't rent no car, he wouldn't, you know, none of that. He got a ride back one night in the ring truck. He rode in the ring truck all the way from, I think it was from Oklahoma City to Dallas. I believe that's where we were that night. But, uh, and it was freezing cold and snowing. And uh, he rode back there with all that steel and that stuff. You know, it's already oh, yeah. cold and that has to be super cold. But he, uh, he, he, he didn't rent no car. <clears throat> all right. The next name on the list is Triple H. Uh, I just talked to him on occasions, uh, never had a real, you know, man to man conversation with him or anything like that, you know, but other than that, you know, he's always been cool. And, uh, like I said, with, with triple, you know, he's always been kind of busy. He's not one of these guys, you know, you can just sit down and talk to him. If you can catch him, 
at the right time. It's good to have a good conversation with him. But like I said, we just spoke in passing and that was about it. I'm curious, uh, you know, they had the reports come out just recently that uh, when the new company takes over completely, that he will no longer be on the board uh, of WWE. Is that something you think that uh, Triple H would give two shits about? Or I never got the impression he cared about being a board member. He wanted more to be involved in the creative and, and what we see on TV, is he not? Well, like I said, I don't really know him that well. Uh, <clears throat> I, but I would, I, I would have to think that he wouldn't really care about being on the yeah. board. I think his most concern is, like you said, is being part of creative. He loves the wrestling business. He yeah. has a great mind. Uh, he's been right there, right on the Vince, you know, for about what a ten years. So he's out. So he's picked Vince's brain, and he remembers, you know, everything. So. He's in a good position there. And like I said, if I was him, you know, the board wouldn't bother me. Either. I don't know. Maybe that, that may have some money involved in it. So yeah, but I don't, how much, I, I don't, how much money know. do you, know, you, you might need? Get a check. You might I mean, get a check for being on the board. I don't know. But I think but but I think Triple H's more, most concern is uh, the wrestling business. Yeah, and I kind of wonder about the money too, because I mean, there comes a point where it's like I, this money. I can't spend all this money. Why I don't? Money is not an issue anymore. Now it's about my happiness more over the money. I would think at some point in his life, he's you know, Vince never did that. Although in Vince's defense, wrestling was his love. I mean, it wasn't a job for him. That was his love. So I can understand him wanting to stick with it to the end. For Triple yeah. H, I think it was his love too, but. I'd get to a point where I'd want to spend time with my kids. I got enough money. I can spend time with my kids and watch them grow up and, you know, enjoy the rest of my life. Well, some people are like that. And some people just have it in their blood. You know, they just want to stay in it until they can't do it anymore. And I think that's what's probably going to be with Vince. He'll stay until he can't uh, do it anymore. And you can't blame him, man. You know, he, like I said, this man built a billion dollar operation here and um, to walk away and just sit back and watch it go in a direction that it shouldn't be going. That's got to be kind of painful. So I think Vince will hang in there until, you know, he decides that, okay, I'll, I'll take the cape off. I've, I'm gone. You know, I, when it comes to WWE, I don't know what I was going to say, Teddy. I want to knock that out. Never mind. <laughs> I had something on my mind. I completely lost it. Uh, let's go on. Uh, let's see. The next name on the list here is Brock Lesnar. Um. Uh, I, me and Brock, we just speak in passing. Uh, we we had, we had a, a friendly conversation. I think the last time I went to these the uh, SmackDown draft and Raw draft, I had a chance to see him there, and uh, we talked for a little bit because I hadn't seen Brock in a while. And we always got along He's with each other, man. He was always nice to me. But other than that, you know, me and him just speak in passing and may have a little bit of a conversation, and we keep right on rolling. He's kind of a loner, too, in the back, is he not? He's pretty much, uh, he comes yeah. in, does business, and goes home. Yeah, he does. Uh, like I said, the last time he was there, you know, he had his you know, he had his own dressing room, and that was the only time we ever saw him is when he come out to do what he had to do on TV. And then once he, I, I remember, you're right, and once he came out there, his uh, bodyguards, whoever they were with him, they took him right out. He left right away. All right, uh, the next name on the list here, and this may have to be the last one for today because we got to still get to the mail. Uh, so the last one on the list is Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, yeah, man. God rest his soul, man. What a great, you know, nice guy, man. I worked with him for many years, you know, through my career. You know, we did the story with him and Kurt Angle uh, when I was a GM there, and they tore up my, uh, my brand-new Lincoln and stuff. <laughs> you know, that was good stuff. Uh, did some good promos with Eddie and stuff, man. And uh, 
you know, he he was just a super nice guy, man, unbelievable. So uh, I I miss him, and I'm sure I'm sure I'm, I know the wrestling world does, but uh, just Eddie, man, <laughs> yeah. my man. All right, we got to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to go into the mailbag and uh, answer a few emails before we close out the show. That's coming up next. Rage in the cage. Bones may be broken. Blood may pour. As a championship is defended inside a steel cage. The challenger, 450 pounds of Kowalski, will take on the AIWF heavyweight champion, golden boy, Greg Anthony. Get your tickets now at SICW.org. Saturday, September 23rd at the Sandoval High School. Get ready for a fight night. When the bell rings, the fist will fly. And the bodies will fall. Bell time, 7 p.m. As a championship is defended inside a steel cage. The heat is on. Rage. In the cage. Be there. Hello again. Hello again. I can't speak today. I'll keep this that in there too. I know I'm gonna yeah, keep leave it in. This leave it in. This is blooper day, ladies and Man, gentlemen. My okay. lips and my mouth just my mind, that's, everything's not working today. Here we go. Blooper day. That's all it is. <laughs> it's time to reach inside the mailbag. That's what I was trying to say. Now, how was that so fucking difficult? Here we go. All right, Teddy, here's our first question this week. It comes from Ted in Sweetwater, Texas, who asks, if someone were to play you in a movie, who would you choose to play you? Hmm. Jamie Foxx. You know, you, you can't go wrong with him because everything he touches is gold. Uh, but I can actually see that, too. When you're talking about it now, I, I can actually see that very easily. Uh, yeah, that's that's cool. That's cool. All right, let's see. Samuel in Pennsylvania asks, 
Name a wrestler you would work with any time and one that you would never work with again. Uh, Ron Simmons, uh, like I said, it's several wrestlers that I could name that I could work with at any time, but Ron Simmons, Undertaker, JBL, uh, I mean, uh, the, the list can go on, you know, but, uh, there's nobody that <clears throat> I don't think that I would ever work with. You know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a businessman, you know, <laughs> if I can work with you and we're going to make money, we'll make money. I don't have to take you to dinner. I don't have to go home with you. We can work. And once we're done with work, you go your way. I go mine. So I don't think there's anybody that I oh, would wait ever. A minute. Wait a minute, Teddy. Hello? Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask Vince Russo uh, wants to know if you want to do business together. Who is that? I got to go. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. I had to call you on a little bit of your shit there. I knew there was somebody you wouldn't. <laughs> Let's see. Carolyn in South Carolina writes, you and Mac are given a spot in WWE. What do you see you guys doing? Well, that's kind of hard to answer because I can't say what I would be doing because that's not my decision. The decision on what I'd be doing would be coming from the uh, creative department or from Vince or whoever's in charge. But uh, I think whatever I go back to do, I can do it. You know, that's just that simple. I I got no problem doing with whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I You know, if they got a position to sweep in the back, uh, just give me a call. Let's see. Uh, Ernie from the UK asks, this is our last question for the day because we're almost out of time here. Uh, so Ernie from the UK wants to know peanut butter and jelly, 50-50 peanut butter and jelly, or more jelly over peanut butter or more peanut butter over jelly? What is he talking about? He wants to know how you like your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I have no clue. I don't eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, man. Have you ever had one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back in back in the day. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I, I would eat one today, but I'm oh, just yeah. saying that's just something that's really haven't been really part of my uh my 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 diet though you know nothing's wrong with peanut butter and oh, jelly no. brother that's good but i just haven't had no desire i don't really care about that so i haven't had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich man jesus christ 10 years yeah i had one uh my grandbabies were eating these things called crustables and they come in these packages from smuckers jelly makes these things and then the department and you pull those things out let them sit on the table for about 20 minutes and pop one open and eat it. Oh man, you talk about a good, uh, good snack, a uh, good munchie. They, they work pretty yeah. good there, especially when they're still a little bit frozen there. By the way, yeah. I do want to say thank you to everyone up in Albany, New York. Uh, I was up there uh, just this past weekend for the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame ceremonies. Had a great time there, uh, Teddy. I'm, I'm sorry we couldn't have you there. I know that uh, you had some other things going on that you had to handle where you were. Um, but, uh, it was a great time. So thank you so much for showing up. And a lot of people had mentioned Teddy to tell you, hello. I heard that a lot. A lot of people telling us uh, how much they listened to the show and how much they enjoyed it. And, uh, we certainly appreciate that. And by the way, guys, if you like the show that much, go down and subscribe and share this page with other people so we can continue to grow our audience. We'd certainly appreciate that. Teddy, anything right. coming up we need to talk about? Oh, wait, there is. We need to talk real quick about uh, uh, the uh, barbecue event uh, for Deep South Wrestling. Yeah, that's going to be over, over at the Daz, D-A-S, barbecue off Memorial Drive in Atlanta. Uh, you and I will be there, a part of uh, Deep South. So they're going to crown their first uh, champion since 2007, their heavyweight champion. So that's going to be a big show. Also uh, making a special appearance there is Eric Bischoff. He'll certainly be there. 
and all the superstars of Deep South Wrestling will certainly be in there. And hey, players, this is a free show. So that's September the 9th. Dad's Barbecue off Memorial Drive. Mac Davis and I will be there, players. We hope to see you there. That's it. We're out of time. I am Mac Davis, and that is WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long, and this has been Road Trip After Hours. Holla!